0: Payoff by Dan Ariely. Summary from 4-Minute Books. Written by Nicholas Guquet and read by Craig Trailer. One-sentence summary. Payoff unravels the complete construct that is human motivation and shows you how it consists of many more parts than money and recognition, such as meaning, effort, and ownership, so you can motivate yourself not just today, but every day. Favourite quote from author. When we are in the midst of a task, we focus on the inherent joy of the task. But when we think about the same task in advance, we overfocus on the intrinsic motivators, such as payment and bonuses. Dan Ariely is awesome. He doesn't take himself so seriously. Plus, he always finds creative ways to make what he wants to say accessible to everyone. This is the fourth of his five books to make it on four-minute books. His primary concern with errors in human thinking, like how we can avoid making irrational errors, use them to our advantage, or what causes us to lie. Published in November 2016, this short book is part of TED Talk series of books from their speakers. It's called Payoff and explains why staying motivated isn't as straightforward as dangling a promotion and pay rise in front of your nose year after year. These are the three lessons I learned from it today. 1. As long as your work is meaningful, it doesn't matter if it's miserable sometimes. 2. You can give your work meaning by putting in more effort. 3. External motivators, like money, don't work in the long run. Zig Ziglar once said, if motivation doesn't last, that makes it no different from bathing. You have to do it daily. So here's your dose for today, and hopefully many days after that. Lesson 1. Meaningful work can be miserable, yet still make you happy. Do you like your job? I mean, really like it. If your pay was cut in half, would you still do it? Even if not, chances are you're not doing it just for the monthly paycheck. There are other factors at play, right? Dan says... Reducing motivation to money and status is a huge mistake. It's a complex construct, with variables such as happiness, achievement, pride, fulfillment and countless other intangibles factoring into the equation. The number one factor, though, is meaning. If you find your work to be highly meaningful, it can be miserable, yet you're happily tolerated. That's because meaning and happiness aren't the same thing. Just think about careers, which include extremely excruciating work, whether that's physical, like ultra-marathoners, sculptors, kitchen chefs, or mental, writers, therapists, poker players. These people don't enjoy the task itself more than any others, they just derive more meaning from it. For most people, the best way to get a big sense of meaning from their work is to contribute to a bigger mission. Sure, sipping pina coladas all day on a beach would be nice for a while, but the happiness from such pleasure activities is always short-lived. It can't possibly compete with the prospect of a proper meaning. Lesson 2. Effort engenders meaning. Dan's next assumption lends further credibility to his last one, effort engenders meaning. The more work you put into something, the more meaningful it will seem to you. This principle packs off one of the strongest biases in humans, the sunk cost fallacy. Naturally, we hold on to something even tighter the more time and effort we invest into it. This often works against us because it's hard to let go of things that aren't working, but when it comes to motivation, this could be advantageous. Here's how Dan verified the idea. He took two groups of people and gave them the task of folding origamis. One group received well-written instructions and pictures with directional arrows, leading them to a step-by-step. The others were given minimal and even slightly confusing guidance. As you would expect, the guided group's origamis looked a lot better, but when asked how much they were willing to pay for what they've made, the do-it-yourselvers outbid the first group by far. Clearly, putting in all this work had made the results more meaningful to them. Lesson 3. External motivators aren't sustainable Lastly, and I'm sure this won't surprise you, Dan found out external motivators, such as money or social status, will work in the short run, but actually hurt your motivation long term. Many studies have been conducted in this field. Dan was done in 2013 at a semiconductor factory of Intel In Israel, he promised workers a cash bonus they'd received in the morning if they met a certain quota the day before. Many workers rallied and completed the task. However, the second the money was in their pocket, their productivity dropped not just back to normal levels, but even below them. So, before offering extra cash, you're better off not incentivizing at all. Dan controlled this with a pizza group and a compliment group. It turned out that latter performed the best throughout the week, all thanks to a simple, well-done text they received from their boss in the morning. Whatever comes from inside is a lot more powerful than any carrot or a stick could possibly be. Payoff Review Short, to the point, enlightening, fun and entertaining. No bluff, no clutter. Payoff is everything a book should be. Just yesterday, I took a walk and thought, hmm, actually, it doesn't matter how much I've done in life so far. I always had fun doing it. My guess was that if you give everything you do your best shot, you always consider it to be worth your while. Sure, seems to be true for me. Hypothesis confirmed. What else can you learn from the blinks? 1. Why a young fashion designer might have no problem working 18 hours a day. Two. The reason you should never pay your children to do their chores. Three. How Dan made participants of a study feel like Sipsis with Lego bonicles. Four. What affects motivation that's related to work but not quite the same. Five. How underlying ideas put the wrong perspective on material motivators. And six. How you can best use your lunch break to stay motivated. Who would I recommend the payoff summary to? The 23-year-old student, who keeps complaining about the material she has to study for school. The 37-year-old developer, who can't think of other reasons to do his job besides money. And anyone who knows they could put in more effort at work.